You know this whole uh, Christmas winter holiday time? I found one disadvantage to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know there is one, but there, there was one and I realized it today. Uh, I couldn't go to my favorite uh, sushi bar, which happens to be next to the office I work for, uh, or work from. Um, I just wasn't in the area at all and uh, the place was shut down anyway, so I, um, I had to break my habit of going there at least once or twice a week. You know, the, the, the place is amazing because uh, it's really genuine. It's, um, I've never been to Japan, but that's how I imagine the traditional Japanese sushi bar would be like. And uh, today I went there after, uh, what, three weeks? being away and it took me to a really mellow place and I feel I think I'm still in it because you know going there really takes you to uh, to something more than just lunch break it's the whole package you know everyone is nice very professional the place is not really upscale it's it's a regular place but it's you can see there's a lot of passion in there there's a lot of uh, commitment and uh, care for the craft of sushi making, uh, respect for the client and, uh, and all what you can imagine are the true uh, values uh, in this business. It's, it's not really um, celebrated enough and it's not really that common those days, at least how I see it. Uh, there is a lot of incompetence in, uh, in food preparation. In the in the area that I uh, work from, you know, this place is just almost uh, throw food at you, and expectations are really low. Um, you don't really get to know people who work there, and uh, this place is is unique in this respect. It's it's very special. So I went there, and I went for sort of really mellow journey within. <laughs> I didn't feel like recording. I was planning to record throughout the day, but that just didn't happen. In the meantime, I got uh, the whole bunch of really generous uh, contributions from Joe GD, and I, uh, I really felt like I, I want to commit the whole day to those thoughts and I want to respond to it. I, I didn't make it, I, I couldn't find time. Uh, I guess just had space for it today at work. So I'll be responding to those entries to those contributions, to those call-ins throughout the evening and maybe uh, some will fall into tomorrow's uh, waves. So here's the first one. Hey there Conscious, how you doing? Come outside with me where the cockatoos are making noise. It's a little bit breezy here but not stormy windy like it is where you are. So much to say to you today. Firstly, I don't see a comment on my station from you buddy. Maybe that was from yesterday, but it sounds like you were saying that 25 minutes ago. Io no capisco. Secondly, when I had a baby, I, I'm an extrovert, introvert conscious, a bit like you. So when I had a baby, I wasn't too keen on joining parenting groups. But I met one girl through a friend of my mother's and I liked her. She was cool. She was a single parent like me. So we had something else in common besides just being parents. And she dragged me along to what they call a mother's group. And I hated it. I couldn't stand it. I didn't get along or understand or relate to most of the women there. And uh, for me, it, I called it nappy head syndrome. What they had to talk about. 
was so banal and the microcosms of parenting, I found it so frustrating and pedestrian. However, I met three women there that I could relate to and that I liked and they became close friends for probably the entirety of our kids schooling. So I think it is valuable to be part of a community because you kind of had this village culture where you bounce off of each other and you talk about parenting and how that affects you. And the really valuable thing that I did besides that was I read parenting books. And I actually went to positive parenting classes as well to make sure that I was being a positive parent and to kind of break the cycles of my own parents' behavior, if you know what I mean. So I think being part of a group is important. Yeah, I, uh, I think you've definitely hit the nail on the head here. Um, you know, I'm, what I'm looking for is connection with people on that point of convergence. You know, like there, is, there is a lot of resources, those pragmatic resources on how to, what not to, what you should better, and so on. But um, I, I really think this is a way for me to get out from one community, which is really general and generic, and get to people who are really now forced to consider reality in different light. Because there is different responsibility, uh, different things are uh, interesting, some things are less relevant, way less relevant. You know, I used to indulge in this nihilistic, decadent um, uh, range of topics, and they're just no fun anymore. I, I don't, I, I can't really explain it. I don't really know how to justify um, this indulgence that I would look into sort of ironic, pessimistic memes and so on. It, they do not appear appeal to me anymore. I, um, I really blame parenthood for that because there is underlining value now that I, I relate to more. There is hope, there is excitement, there is... Um, it's like working on a project that finally makes sense. So, um, I'm looking for people who, who are on this level, on, on this point in life, and people that are still ambitious, that are not you know, all, all uh, bored and tired parents. Uh, I'm looking for people who are uh, full of, uh, hmm, full of hope and excitement. I don't know. And by that, I will, I will get to know things that I didn't know before. So, who are those people who are becoming parents? Who, where are they? Like, what, what is the stage of life they're at? Is there something common? Is there something else I can learn going through that channel, through that context? So, I'm not sure if it's uh, clear and if it's understandable, but yeah, I, I'm looking for a funnel with that, you know? A new common ground. Let's meet there. Let's, let's use this important topic and let's uh, exchange ideas and uh, revelations, because I also want to break some patterns and I, uh, I need a lot of self-inquiry right now. And that brings us to a group of people who are genuinely, genuinely, genuinely looking into this as, a, as an effort. And um, 
yeah, I don't know, I might be losing myself here. Having said that about belonging to a group of parents to have a reference system around us of similar people or people in a similar situation, at least it would be great to get similar people as well, which is kind of what I sought out. Nobody can actually tell you how to parent. It's a journey that we have to go on on our own. And even if you're a couple, you still go on your own single journey, either a father or a mother. And with the two of you, you know, you've got that new relationship of talking about parenting between you as well. So I think it's a unique position in life. I, as a single mother, was put into the situation where people found it their right and their place to advise me on parenting and to tell me what to do because people have this belief system that a single woman has no clue on her own. So that was a difficult situation for me and I realized that I would never tell other people how to parent. I, would, I didn't want to be that person and having been exposed to it myself, I knew that that was distasteful. Yeah, I, I, I guess I would like to differentiate wisdom from knowledge and I, I'm not interested in somebody else's wisdom for sure. Um, I, I am interested in, in knowledge to some extent. You know, things, things like diets and uh, tutorials, how to change the nappy and uh, how to manage sleep cycles, those things. But yeah, I'm not interested in somebody else's wisdom. I think one of the biggest pet peeves of last year for me in general was realization how much of incompetency there is around me. <laughs> that maybe relates to the mellow sushi segment I posted earlier. You know, I'm, I'm really... Okay, no, I'm not paranoid. I'm not freaking out, but I'm really suspicious when I'm eating out. I, I think there's like 50-50 chance people wash their hands and they they actually have uh, a food preparation background. I, I, I do care for th these things and I, you know, I still eat out. But I'm really conscious of that and I make really... Uh, I've limited field of options. There's nothing to eat. That's a common phrase uh, when I need to eat out. Um, so there is, there is a lot of incompetency in... in uh, every field and I do appreciate when people are competent and I notice that and it's really rare and when I see it I'm really happy and I'm trying to make uh, those people feel I appreciate that what they do is done from you know it comes from a good place uh, so I think this this sort of it's a, it's a it's a closing circle type of thing. Uh, people are people. I think quite often have a bad start, and but parenting is where it, where it may be beginning the the, the, the whole cycle. So yeah, I, I I wouldn't like to condition a child to be in a certain way because I am not competent to show different options or um, you know would I like to fight my urge to prostatinate before I'm a parent yeah definitely I I would like to be a role model who 
who's suffering from being a, a, yeah, a procrastinator, let's just say that, just thinking of all those things I'm, I'm doing to postpone being productive. Um, yeah, so, man, I, I shouldn't be doing this in outdoors. I, I need my notes. Yeah. Let's have a break from the noisy cockatoo. Sorry about station invasion. I have so much to say about parenting because it's been such a huge journey for me. I learned the most about parenting from experts, from books, from parenting lessons, and I also had a personal private coach for sleep advice when I couldn't get the baby to sleep. And I got the most out of those three things. What I got from the community that I ended up being friends with just those three women was solidarity and actual physical support like can you pick up my kid or can you babysit my kid or can we come over and play with your kids this afternoon so that was super important it was vital and also you know which is the best head lice cream and why did you choose that nappy sort of those physical resource advice that was the best from that group of people I found yeah, this this thing you have no idea. I'm I'm so excited about this. Uh, I've I really crave uh, having community that has a common uh, common focus, common common set of values. I I know how important it is. I know how great it makes me feel. But I've been so lazy about creating it because I knew I, I, I'm fine on my own, I'm fine with um, my girlfriend, I'm fine with, uh, you know, I, I can bring people closer if I need them, or maybe I will never, but I know that if I need, I know where to reach out to. And I, I know how lonely it can, it can get if you have no one at any moment notice to talk to, to meet up with. So having a group of people that you can fully trust that you have this bond is something I'd never had and again this is this common denominator you know there's um, a child which is a topic on its own that has um, ability to connect people with other things that are compatible as well and I, I cannot imagine talking to those people just about babies, although there is probably enough to talk non-stop for weeks on that. But I, I, I do know that having two common denominator, denominators, like uh, maybe area of work and the child, or Berlin and the child, or maybe uh, cooking and, and the child, that will create uh, real friendships that I currently uh, I have very little of that. Uh, it's 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 maybe on one point of convergence. Maybe we are not really connecting as much, you know, me and other people, because it's so hard right now to to build something truly meaningful. I, I am not uh, I'm not saying a problem meeting people. I I can do those things, but it's usually around one uh, common thing, which is too trivial to make it strong and meaningful so there's that there's something really unique about audio and the way it affects our memory and our feelings 
And when I heard you telling the story of your motorized skateboard again, and I'm very sorry to hear that it's all gone awry and you have to pay a fine, and it was so funny, Conscious Monkeys, listening to you say that you wrote a letter like a child. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> I've done that sort of thing before. Because ultimately, you had altruistic intentions, you know, you were being environmentally friendly, even though you broke the law. When I heard that story all over again, I was immediately transported back to the balcony on the seventh floor in Phnom Penh in Cambodia, where I first listened to you tell that story. I stood on that balcony with a cigarette in one hand and a glass of Coke in the other. And as soon as I started listening to you talk about the skateboard again today, boom, I was back in Cambodia again. Such a powerful thing is audio. Add to that, I, I need to share this. It's, it's such a coincidental. I'm standing exactly where the whole thing took place. This, is, this corner here is, is exactly where police stopped me and they, they confiscated my board. Um, and I'm, um, I keep on walking. <laughs> I keep moving. And this is exactly what happens, you know. I, um, I, I, that's how, that's, you know, how things fall into place. I was so terrified about this fine, and I, I didn't get support I needed from um, the company that makes boards. They were supposed to pay, right? I, I, I said it twice already. <laughs> I, I bought some uh, crypto coins recently, very recently, and overnight I generated. Money that will cover the fine. So it, it, it's it, yeah. It's just you know, the solution to this came uh, as unexpectedly as uh, as the problem came, um, and it's behind me now. I uh, like I said, only three concerns at a time. This one is uh, off my table. <laughs> um, and speaking of audio, I. I, I really love that. I have my huge collection of eclectic uh, soundscapes, ambient recordings, cities in the rain collection, traffic collection, um, sounds of traffic, many, many random sounds that uh, bring me back into moments and places and feelings and uh, Sometimes I, I, I regret that I've been talking over this ambient uh, because it's it's well distracting at this point. I uh, I don't like to listen to myself from from years back, but I do like those ambients. Whenever I close my eyes, I can actually see things that I saw at the time, and I uh, I forgot that uh, you know I'm not registering them with my vision memory. I I can re what's happening. Here? I'm recalling them with sound. Um, you know what I mean? I, I can see them for the first time when I listen to audio, but I cannot recall them just by recalling images from memory. That's how it works for me. I recently am on something new though, something what will uh, correspond or maybe complement this, this, this effect. I hear that uh, Scent design makes you, it moves you to those places, to those old states of consciousness. Um, I, I'm, I'm still new to this. I'm, I'm trying to get into uh, designing scents, not 
perfumes in particular, but those who know how to do it, they can create a, a, a scent that will bring you back with the whole, whole package of stimulating you memories uh, or inputs that will make the moment memorable. So what they say, and I, I hear it from uh, several persons now, they, they can create a scent that will recreate the whole experience, just like sound does for, for me and you. Um, I'm very excited about this. I'm building my uh, collection of fragrances and I'm uh, about to get ready to mix them and, and create a collection of uh, memories. I'm not exactly sure how it's gonna, how it's gonna work, but it's, uh, it's a new field for discovery and experimentation. Uh, sadly, I cannot do anything right now because my girlfriend is very sensitive to flavors, to, uh, to scents, to, to fragrances. So uh, I, the whole thing is suspended right now. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to playing with it. And I will report back.